welcome to Beyond the Bronx, conversations from the borough's best. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Beyond the Bronx. It's your boy, Val Cisco, alongside me, as always, the co-host with the most, the Infinity Stone himself. He's all of them, ladies and gentlemen. Not just one, not just two, all of them. He fits in all the gloves. Mr. Gene Rance, how you doing, sir? I'm good, brother. I am the Infinity Gauntlet. I'm chilling, man. How you doing? Super excited to be here. First episode. I'm down, man. I'm happy. Yeah, man, I'm super stoked. This is our first launch of Beyond the Bronx, a podcast where two dudes from the Bronx just chit-chat, barbershop-style talking, as we talk about everything in the world, from games, movies, pro wrestling, MMA, and beyond. That's why we call it Beyond the Bronx. And today, we are launching the first segment called Brews and Reviews, where we get a couple of brews down, and we talk about the movie or show that we were watching, and... Today, we're going to deep dive down all six episodes of the late, the great Miss Marvel that aired on Disney+. Plus. Bro, I know this is near and dear to you because this is one of your favorite characters from the papers to the games and now to the small screen. So I know this is very near and dear to your heart. I love Miss Marvel. I love Kamala Khan. So I'm excited for this as well, too. So let's get into it, man. How do you feel? We're, oh, we're done. We're done. Um yeah like i told you off the podcast i feel like a piece of me just withered away because this has been an intense uh fucking six weeks right six weeks you can say yeah because it's six episodes one a week whatever like it's been an intense ride and an emotional ride of coming of age ride because that's what it is a family ride a religious ride a cultural ride everything is touches on everything of the muslim community and it left me empty bro and not a disney show has done this since probably wandavision but it's such a fucking emotional ride man it's left me a little bit empty i'm happy to see finally kamala khan get the shine from the comic books she's a endeared character everybody loves her well not everybody but you know you hear the hate out there but whatever um she's beloved from video games to comics and now that we got her on the small screen i'm so fucking happy to see her getting that shine man um but i feel i feel a little bit empty i'm not gonna lie that's just keeping it on it how do you feel bro man i think i share your sentiments exactly as well too a little lost a little empty because it was such a good season and like you said it was an emotional journey from start to finish not just from not just from the muslim community as well too but just from from the new jersey new york community as well too mm-hmm. just to see so many familiar faces and sceneries and sights and whatnot and just to feel like we were almost back home I, I know yeah. we're called Beyond the Bronx, where we're little Bronxites. We were born and raised in the Bronx, New York, but we, we have separated from the Bronx as well, too. We have gone beyond, but a show like this gives us a little bit of New York, gives us a little bit of New Jersey, the stuff that we were growing up with. And so 
just seeing all the sights and seeing the atmosphere from Jersey City to some parts of New York as well too from the harbor side it, it really got me emotional on that mm-hmm. aspect and then of course you know the, the coming of age story like you said with Kamala and the different aspects in her life the relationships that she has her family uh, her, her, her faith and everything all in between as well too and then of course the emotional roller coaster that we went through outside the show and just hearing the hate and the xenophobia and the prejudice that's around this character left and right whether it was a race issue whether it was a faith issue whether if it was a childish program or not whether if it didn't fit the criteria from the comic books it was getting hate from left and right and you know what to each their own if you feel like you really have to bash this show based on a religion faith belief system then bro there's something wrong with you you got your own priorities you need to set straight because this show goes beyond not to put a pun in there beyond just religion and faith this is a show about just heart heart at the base of it i agree with you a thousand percent you could have not said it better this show this character should resonate with everybody everybody can find a piece of kamala khan in themselves we've experienced a hardship everybody has experienced a hardship at one point in their life or they're going through and that's what i love about this character you know whether it's physically race-wise whatever it is you know prejudice xenophobia we all have a piece of kamala in ourselves and then for it to get so much hate i won't lie i was not trying to put myself on those energies you know because that's people's energy but it was a little bit exhausting week in week out oh this is a hell of a show not as funny you know because recently Imani um you know the star of the show Miss Marvel went out saying that it's kind of funny how people are trying to bash it and bomb the show with the reviews yada 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 oh it's funny how this is actually the worst show on Disney plus it was a little bit exhausting I'm like not trying to put myself on that energy but like you said if you really gotta bash this shit bro there's something wrong with you look in the mirror like it, it, I, it was it just me that felt like that or did you feel a little bit exhausted as well with no, social, I was social media completely exhausted and it's just not for miss marvel in general we were talking off the podcast as well too about phase four and how many people have just been bashing phase four for mm-hmm. the fact that it's so different and unique and culturally vast like it goes into many spectrums and people want to use this as woke culture or whatnot but like i said before off the podcast i'm sorry that we had hundreds of uh, years of films with one demographic Mm -hmm. as a star and now that we're showing different cultures different skin tones different um variations of sexual identity in different movies and film and tv series um people are blowing gaskets and i just don't get that like change happened get over it you can complain all you want to but it's in every single form of media Mm. whether it's books comic books audio diaries film Mm. tv shows whatever it is it's everywhere and guys change happens and you know what get over it at this point and i'm I'm gonna get a little historical a little philosophical i'm gonna be a a philosophizer Mm -hmm. oh this (laughs) joint You know, for those who knows about Zoolanders, mm-hmm. um, this has been around since the time of Christ. Like, I don't get why people are just blowing a gasket now, man. I go back to your boy, Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great had multiple love interests, and one of them was a man that he castrated. So come on, get over this shit, people. This has been around since BC. 
AD. It's just different, so y'all get a little bit scared. I know that was crazy off topic, but think about it. Food for thought, people. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. I couldn't say it better myself. You know, R.I.P. Alexander the Great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but straight up this show i mean we could talk about the negatives but let's let's try to focus on a positive for for a second before we kind of backtrack to the negatives because there are a lot of negatives um that the show got for different little things we'll pinpoint those things but for the first part right here misha k ali was a showrunner on this show and it was she did a phenomenal job catching and capturing the essence of who Kamala Khan is from her kookiness to um, the way that she does her daily routine, you know, being not much of a social outcast but just a little bit of a weirdo and that's okay. It's okay for kids to be a weirdo at times. The cast of characters that she's around from the comic books to the small screen right here in Disney Plus she surrounds herself with a lot of people that are very supportive, very righteous, very motivated, and self-sufficient as well too i love the fact that kamala khan is such a heartful character but her cast of friends her merry friends her neverland friends are just as good as her as well too if not make the character 10 times better do you feel as an avid reader for miss marvel when it first came out do you feel that they captured at least the essence not the power sets and all the shit that people are complaining about but at least the essence of the character herself Mm-hmm. and her hot ass friend Nakia um anyways <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no I think they did a good job captivating it because you know speaking about Nakia like when you jump right into Miss Marvel issue number one they're already at you know um the convenience store Bruno's already there Kamala's already there Nakia's already there and you're already getting a piece of how much of a bitch Zoe can be you know so I feel that they captivated it to the T where you see Kamala's culture already coming into it in the comics. She was sniffing. I think she was sniffing like a pork bun or something like that. And Naki is getting on her like, why are you doing that? Things of that nature. So I feel they captivated everything to a T, you know, besides the power set and stuff like that. Um, even, you know, hell, they, they, they took it a step further where every episode was named after you know a comic you know generation y things like that seeing red so i feel that they really stuck to the comic besides the power set and things of that nature because we know they had to change it for the upcoming project the marvels for her to fit in but um i think they did a phenomenal job even at throwing the little for a lot of people it may not you know mean a lot but for me it did you know, in the intros and the outros, throwing comic book images on the skyscraper or in the street or on the walls, things like that. I feel they captured it. How did you feel about it? Aesthetically, this show was beautiful from the mm-hmm. artwork to the graphic design to the little things they were doing from New York to Jersey City to even going cross country to the Middle East and seeing different things from, from Pakistan and yes. India and whatnot was completely beautiful. The soundtrack to this is amazing. Mm-hmm. The music choice, the the costume design, uh, just everything from this show is, is off the charts. And I'm not saying this as a person that's trying to be woke. It's just a person that enjoys good film or good TV, good music, good lighting and things of that nature, good cinematography, good direction. This, this show was phenomenal. There was not one bad episode, in my opinion. Everything was pretty spot on. Um, I want to talk about... Iman Valani for a second just her portrayal of Kamala Khan I've heard and this is a little bit of the negatives right there that she's not I want to say 
You you big girl. You big. Well, well, that, well that, 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 that was one thing. People were saying that she was a little chubby for the role. And then another thing is she wasn't as culturally diverse as they wanted her to be from the comic books as well, too. She wasn't dark enough or she didn't represent the culture enough. Do you feel that that's the case whatsoever? Do you think that she did a stellar job? No, I think she did a stellar job. But before I continue into that, I just want to accent what you said. Uh, musical wise this was just like an eargasm because I myself personally shazammed a few tracks off of this series not one song every song I feel like hit the mark and the beat with every episode it went with it so visually as well like mm-hmm. my favorite scene like I also want to ask you if there was something like a favorite scene a favorite visual aspect that anything that you enjoyed in the show because for me it was personally when she was talking with her with her nani or her grandmother on the you know the roof of pakistan where you saw all the the kites in the back and just chilling and that kind of like you know embedding that wisdom in her that just stuck out to me and i loved it It was just so beautifully visually for me and i just remember that every every fucking time Oh, man, uh, to even try to put one thing down, all the intros and outros I thought were aesthetically beautiful. From the music choice, the artwork itself, it was just stunning. But I think um, episode five, uh, time and again, where we go back and we, 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 we see what's happening with... Um, um, the activists and independence happening right there mm-hmm. and everything happening with with that sad day and that sad time and just how the theme of the show changed you know the, the way it was shot was a little different a little bit more grittier a little bit more gorilla yeah. and you felt like you were in the partition you felt like you were mm-hmm. actually there beat by beat step by step suffering with every person there so I think from a show that is very bright and vibrant and has so much color so much pastels out there to then go to that shades of you know uh uh, brown and khaki and and black and gray and just the doom and gloom from that era and to feel that it's such an emotional ride that the way it's shot the way you're visually seeing it you can actually feel what's happening Mm-hmm. I agree with you a thousand percent because that partition scene when it ended in that episode, I was like, holy fudge. This is what the partition was. This is intense. But to answer your question, um, for those people saying that they want her to be more hip, more Muslim, I guess, you know, more what the culture is. I mean, remember, this is a coming of the age story. This is a shorty that's conflicted with her religion, with her race, with just wanting to be a normal american to a certain extent you know so i think she captured that right body size i don't have a problem with body size if she's chunky if she's skinny if she this if she's that you know because there's always going to be some variations from the comic book to live action but i think she captured it phenomenal 100% to a T from the kookiness from episode one when she's doing sloth baby productions to the last episode of coming into herself like I don't see the complaint because if she's too Muslim wow you're too Muslim for me if you're not enough Muslim now you're not enough Muslim for me is there a common ground people come on but remember she's trying to be as normal as she can because she said it in the shows and in the comics I mean, you make great points with like how the representation of characters from comic book to live action varies as well too. Where I remember when Chris um, Evans was was casted as Captain America, right? And everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Why the guy that had a banana up his ass and not another T movie?" 
<laughs> Y'all forget about that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. That was I America's ass right that. there. <laughs> I like, totally forgot about that. We got the human torch over here as Captain America. Look, I remember all that shit, all the hate. And now look at him. Winter Soldier is probably one of the best Marvel movies, critically acclaimed Marvel movies to date. If it's not number nobody's number one, it's probably number two, number three. So you look at that right there and how people were complaining and how big of a star he became because of that character. You gotta take into consideration with Kamala Khan as well, too. This is our first live adaptation of her, and she did phenomenal in my opinion. From start yeah. to finish, from her mannerisms to her kookiness to her, even her overacting at times where she felt like she was just happy. She looked like a a person that was just thrilled to play this character on screen you could tell how happy she was just to get a shot just to play this character whether she did it bad or not she was just happy at the opportunity and if that's not the most goddamn american thing you could think of the opportunity was there she took it yeah um <laughs> sorry that, that the chris evans <laughs> threw me off i totally forgot about it but no you're absolutely correct because this is a girl she's been reading studying embodying kamala since like what the age of 15 she's what like 19 20 she's been embodying kamala like we saw the pictures of her dressed up as kamala halloween so you know kind of like the rock said i was born for black adam she was born for this role man and you see the pride seeping through because damn it if you know every time when she had the mirror in front of her she was looking at herself in the suit especially towards the end you saw that pride you saw it for the little previews in the montage where you know they got the wind blowing in her hair she's just smiling proud bro like so like you said if that's not american man stop knocking the girl bro <laughs> like she did great mm. let's talk about some other characters i'm gonna get your opinion man who not was yet, not yet, not yet. Oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> who was your favorite character or least breakout character from uh, all the the episodes besides uh, Kamala? Besides Kamala, I feel like they're all unique in their own way. Um, one character that really took the backseat. This is weird, not a breakout. That's like the backseat. I feel like Bruno took the backseat after a while, like mid mid season or uh, series. You know, he started very prominent. He started, you know, kind of being like that buddy, buddy, like, hey, kind of like that ride or die, you know, and then all of a sudden here comes Suave, Karim and stuff like that. And then, hey, we're just going to play Bruno. So I felt a little bit meh how they handled Bruno. Um, breakthrough. Ah, wow. Um, hmm. I don't even want to sound like I don't want to sound, you know, like a, I got to say Nakia, bro. I like her growth. I like how, you know this culture for how women are treated second fiddle um not second fiddle but you get it um even in the mosque team where i didn't even know that men were separated from women you know i thought they were all in there mingling and stuff like that so from seeing her growth being a strong muslim woman from running for like the president of the mosque and then towards the end of the season where you see her just uh handing out commands like hey this has to be done that has to be done i think she had a breakout you know besides kamala bro i okay. I, I would have to go with nakia yeah i like it i like it i like it. i think she really did uh, a lot of great groundbreaking stuff in this in this series what her trying to you know be the head what was it the head leader of the, of the mosque, of the mosque and, yeah and as a female to do that and how courageous and and scary that is um mm -hmm 
you know, for those that, you know, are back and forth, I'm not trying to disrespect any kind of religious beliefs or whatnot, but it is a very much a male dominated religion at that time, mm-hmm. at, at times, at times. Um, I know there's different variations sometimes, but you know, it, it, to me, I felt like that was very brave from 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 the creator standpoint to put that there to interject that. And how even at the last episode where we see her making changes in the mosque and whatnot, safety zone changes and taking charge, oh. super awesome right there. Um, me, what about you? It's a split. Like I have favorite, but I also have one that's like had the most growth. If I mispronounce her name, uh, Ami, but of course. Um, uh, Oh, the mama. Yes, Omni, of course. Omni, yeah. Omni. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce her name. Um, um, Muniba? Mm-hmm. I want to say that right there. I think she had... She was like... I wouldn't say my favorite character, but she had a, such a great growth as a, as a paternal character. Someone who who's very protective of their daughter, but for all the right reasons that children just don't see right now. As this person mm-hmm. that has an 18-year-old daughter and has went through all these trials and tribulations and rebellious teens sometimes, I can definitely you know understand this character of just trying to be strict, but strict for, for the child's own good in, in that sense. But ultimately having to let go and understand your child and let them grow the way they need to i i just thought that dean and of course you know knowing that she is a superhero essentially the you know that has all these powers that has this lineage from her family um with the big spoiler alert that she's a jinn or at least a member of the jinn race and has well too i mean a lot of things were going back and forth in this and the fact that she was so accepting at the end the family was so accepting but her herself because you see her so rigid in the beginning and how open she is toward the end it really warmed my heart but my second and you're gonna probably laugh but i don't know why i felt like kind of was a fresh a breath breath air but at the same time didn't get enough screen time my dude red dagger bro i don't know why i don't Mm. know why i feel like there was at first you, you got that little like will he betray Kamala in a way? Like, and that's where they they were kind of setting that up with the red daggers. But I mean, I mean, Kareem was just from the battle scenes, the fight scenes, to putting the mask on and just throwing the knives and little daggers everywhere. Uh, So his parkour skills, I just Mm. uh, adored him. I thought he was a breath of fresh air. Complimenting Mm -hmm. Kamala. Come with me if you want to live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He was kind of cool. Um, so let me ask you a question. Like, how did you feel? Because you know, you, we got the gins, we got damage control. Um, how did you feel about like kind of having two big bads in a way in the show? Like, did you feel like it was too much of a cluster? Do you feel like it worked well? Do you feel like maybe it should have just been one? You know, for now, or how did you feel about the concept about having the gins and damage control at the same time? You know, attack like Kamala. So I think that was probably the only thing that I just disliked about the show was the fact that it did feel clustered when it came to its villains. But this is not a Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel issue. This has always been a Marvel cinematic issue in general. They just have a hard time nailing down a good villain. And we we are spoiled with that because when we get a great villain, we expect that every time. So, I mean, that might be on our on our part to like kind of get over that, accept more things and accept the creator's decision. But I did feel like it was a little clustered, you know. Um, damage control as the first big bad, because you get that in the first episode, and you're led to believe, like, oh, okay, but like 
in the past, when you look at damage control, they're not as menacing as they were in this in this miniseries. Um, so when I first saw that, I was like, meh, oh, okay, cool, like, all right. But I understand it. I feel like one can't exist without the other because damage control is specifically looking at everything that's happening with the gen as well too and what they're causing and the mayhem that they're causing trying to get to the bangle with kamala so i understand that one really cannot exist without the other and i also feel like in some ways the gen story was getting a little stale not in a way where they didn't feel important i just felt like there was no depth to those characters. I wanted more from them, and it was just like, we're big, tough people with powers, and we just want to go home. I'm like, I want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, it, it felt definitely clustered in a way. That's why I was like, okay, like, who's a big bad, or which way are we going? But they had to kind of coexist off of each other. Like you said, it was symbiotic. But I feel like they did that because you just made an excellent point where okay we're gins we're big bads we got powers we're trying to get back home and you just kind of want to take over our reality that's it isn't that kind of like almost what every villain wants to fucking do you know exactly. so, so that definitely would have been super weak for this so that's why i think they interjected damage control like you said because damage control was never that menacing even in spider-man you know like they didn't look that menacing but now they just revealed them for okay they can be super menacing so i think you had to have like those two big bads but it definitely felt a little bit convoluted but you know in some ways too i feel like i get why they went super like um righteous with damage control especially with the main bad her name escapes me right now and i do apologize but meredith stout yeah, there you go for <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> she plugged cyberpunk. Um, you know, I, I just feel like it, it, it felt like she had her own agenda yeah. with her group compared to the entire, I guess, um, organization of damage control. You definitely see that with the head honcho trying to like call her in because she's doing way too much. And, you know, casualties like children are involved as well, too. And this chick's like, ah forget him screw him <laughs> she does her yeah. best Attican I'm gonna kill the younglings <laughs> oh, order 66 straight yeah, up and that school scene was order 66 <laughs> yeah she, bro no fucks given everything is out the window the gloves are off like she just went to town but you are correct man like it seems she has her own agenda it seems like she was in it for something else when you know the organization obviously you know, they had some integrity because this dude called him off, but she just went against everything. It was like, fuck it, get him. You know, let's do this. Bring in more more troops. So that was that was crazy. I want to see some more of her. One of my biggest pet peeves. Well, I mean, really, I mean, I can't be like that, but is it just me feeling like this or I don't know? Like, I feel like this the costume reveal. I don't know, man. I wish I would have seen this sooner or that's just me with the eagerness that I have the character. Like, do you think that, or that took a little bit too too slow? Was it slow? I can see your point on it. I, I don't think mm-hmm. you're wrong because I think you, you know when you see all the promo art and all the, the the trailers and whatnot, you automatically want that costume right there, front and center. Um, as an origin story, I'm not too mad at it. And this is from a mm-hmm. person that sat through Daredevil, and I didn't get to see the final suit until the last episode, and he wasn't even 
fighting the suit in the last episode he just shows up with it like hi guys like pretty yeah. much so yeah. like as a person that went through all that just to see that like i i could be forgiving because now we got our fully fledged superhero now we have our miss marvel and now we could tell more stories with her so knowing that this is like a true origin story of the character even from the mask even from the bangle to um to 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 everything from the costume itself even the little chuck taylors that she's rocking as well too mm-hmm. like every single bit of it is just fantastic and i think it was earned i'll say that I think yeah the costume was earned yeah because that's one thing that i did like about it but i was like give it to me you know like gradually as the series went on we saw bits and pieces of the costume coming into the screen you know like we saw the mask then we saw waleed from the red dag red daggers red daggers wait i feel like i just confused that name it red was daggers, it was right? the red daggers I, you know yeah. what I, I think you're onto something too and not to cut you off on that side mm-hmm. just to try to understand you or at least the audience and how they feel too mm-hmm. i think maybe a proto suit would have been good for a lot of people like yeah maybe her trying to find herself so you know trying to put up an outfit that maybe may look like that but then again we kind of got that in the first episode too yeah we did which was the captain marvel in a way mm-hmm. but you know maybe the game did spoil me because in the game we see her with you know kind of like like you said like a little spider-man proto suit you know so i mean that would have been cool i would have preferred that over the the knockoff Miss Marvel, you know, but I know that's her, <laughs> that's her idol. I'll be honest, you know, I would have preferred something like that. But hey, the reveal was fucking epic. I enjoyed it. How'd you feel about that reveal about the suit? I was happy with it, man. Like, I, I you know, I felt like it came a little too nonchalant. I will admit that. Like, here you go, Kabbalah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, here's a box. There you go. But the fact that she put it on and we just got that amazing scene of her just jogging in midair um just her kookiness mm-hmm. of of using her powers to her full advantage or at least for what she knows already i i just loved it yeah i i i feel you you know i think that was great for me as well when when her mom was like you're not going out not looking like that i was like ah you know the acceptance like you said the acceptance was awesome with the kookiness and it just shows the kookiness of kamala and the good nature that she has where she was running in the air but she stopped at a red light and then she continued to the green light so i think that scene was great there for the for the last episode you know me I, i'm not a fan of too much comedy in these things you know how i feel about thor ragnarok in some ways mm-hmm. but i think i could have used a funny thing from yusef coming out like the hulk again and be like you're not coming out like that and like maybe try to do another hulk thing like i brought him back and he's like no i'm just playing here's your real suit i think <laughs> that would have been great that would have been great i think i think we chilled out with yusef yes we did I feel, yeah i feel like maybe they were like all right Yusef might become an uh, endearing character, and we may have to chill with him and let him take second, you know, fiddle to Kamala. Because immediately, you know, while people were bashing the show, Yusef was a character that got a lot of love immediately. And I think people were clamoring for more Yusef. So it was kind of crazy, you know, that, you know, he really didn't come out with that kookiness. But I really did love seeing him, you know, sitting there like I just worry too much and yada, yada, yada and supporting his daughter and everything like that was great. The comedic factor. I enjoyed him. How did you feel about the brother? You really didn't find him that comedic? 
I think they chilled out on him, chilled out on him as well too. I think that he had his moments, and I love the deadpan comedy that he has. <laughs> um, I just feel like, and you know what? I can't, I can't feel that way because this was six episodes, and we did a lot in six episodes. So I think yeah. he was perfect. He was perfect. The way he was, his dry comedy from um, going meeting them at the diner, and you know, yeah. um, just, um, trying to relate to him, British uh, cook off to um, him mm-hmm. praying religiously as well too at the dinner table before eating. Um, to the point where his father's making fun of him, um, to his wedding and him like getting mm-hmm. all the money like yeah. that was on the floor before yeah. it got ruined. <laughs> yeah. Everything that, like that. That's a character that I really did enjoy. Like, if I had a second favorite character in this, of course, besides Kamala, it would have to be him because I feel they captured him to AT from the comic books. Like he's that super religious, that comedic character. You know how even when he showed up in the room talking about, yo, you want me to leave the light on for you? You're still scared of the gin and stuff like that. Like you still get that in the comics. So I'm like, wow, to see it on the small screen, like you said, it was freaking epic. And he has one of the best scenes that I will for- forever remember when she saw the vision of uh of her great grandmother and stuff. I mean her grandmother when she saw the vision in the kitchen table and then like when she was knocked out and my son was like it must be the evil eye and he started praying <laughs> over her Dude, i lost it he's like must be the evil eye and he started praying um but he's like really probably like my second favorite character because they captured him great from the comics i like it i like it um you know this move this show is kind of like a john hughes movie where we're looking at like pretty and pink and breakfast club and ways like that where there are going to be multiple love interests, and I want to touch on Bruno because you said that he kind of felt undercut a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, in some ways, he yes, he did, but everything was moving so fast that I understand why they maybe cut Bruno off just a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we're traveling to different countries, meeting different people as well too. Yeah. But in, in your opinion, was there any of the love interests that you were rooting for? with Kamala or were you like fuck it I just want Kamala to be your own person screw these dudes oh you know where I'm gonna go with this now let me stop (laughs) 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 you know what did I really appreciate what no man screw both of them dudes I feel like (laughs) I feel like man like I wasn't feeling this shit bro I'll be honest for me, like, I'm like, nah, bro. I wasn't really feeling uh, Karim. I wasn't really feeling the Red Dagger, dude. If anything, I would have... I mean, I'll be honest. If anything, I would have maybe preferred a Bruno. But that's just kind of a gimme. Because it's like, okay, yeah, I know each other so well. But I think I would have much preferred, you know, give me that little flirtation, you know. Yeah, cool. She got her swagger. But maybe I would have preferred her, you know, being the strong independent woman that she is and coming into herself and then maybe finding another love interest i wasn't really feeling these two i'll be honest what about you yeah i mean secretly i was rooting for bruno but i know in these like these type of things the best friend never really gets the girl so i understand (laughs) my man's going to caltech anyway so better things for him a little mini modoc happening i'm gonna call it right there but um Yeah, there you go. I, I feel I feel like there's gonna be big things for him for Bruno um, yeah. coming down the line. I don't know what, but I feel like there's a lot of resentment there, a lot, a lot of like hidden resentment there. There is, right? And he hasn't at all like been able to talk about it with Kamala, even in the last scene where they're by the car. I'm like, 
all right, he's gonna like maybe unearth some things that he, you know, that he's feeling some resi- residual feelings. But no, you know, we talk about spoiler. We'll talk about that as well too. But you know, I just wanted him to at least tell someone how he feels besides um you know most of the other love interests that were there um mm-hmm. but your boy um uh cameron red dagger red dagger no not not not, not, no. not red dagger but cameron i feel like they were really trying to push him hard like even from like the phoebe cates uh fast time richmond high scene coming out mm-hmm. the pool you know all yeah. skinny and freaking frail looking <laughs> trying to look sexy as hell with the water dripping i'm not skinny shaming whatsoever i'm a chubby guy but like i'm like you're trying to make this guy like all sexual and come on like, is, dude. crush on him i'm like <laughs> dude. I, I, i'm a pansexual man and i'm like nah not working for me <laughs> dude i think i think that's what it was i think i think i think you you feel the same way as i do I'll, I'll keep it a buck. I mean, you know, like, I always, I'm going to keep it a buck. You know, I'm confident in myself. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. I don't want to come across as cocky. Mm-hmm. I'm com- I'm confident in myself. But then when I'm seeing this cat, I'm like, my man, you ain't nothing. Yeah. Like, there was <laughs> nothing. Like, what are we doing with you, man? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, nah, this can't be the crush bro come on like look at this dude bro and like i said i'm confident in myself i don't want to sound cocky at all but you know to not sound like an a-hole if anything my man red dagger was more suave than him bro, bro that's what i was saying like you know you they're me? both frail dudes but at the end of the day my man kareem coming out there with a the scarf on his face throwing Hell daggers yeah. i'm like all right bro. there's a sexual awakening there i understand Hell yeah. for, for- <laughs> from the jump bro from the jump you saw that and he was more suave bro like mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying bro and he already won her heart my son is bringing us some pilaf rice bro in the bag like come on that's that's it right there bro like i never felt the 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 uh, let's just take sexual attention out the way but the, yeah the connection between cameron and, and kamala i'm i'm just sure Mm-hmm. wondering maybe is it that we got limited screen time for both of them together because the times they were together maybe besides the diner other than the diner everything else just felt meh yeah maybe it's maybe it was supposed to feel meh maybe it's supposed to feel like that you know coming of age story so with a lot of you know with different people you're gonna have different chemistry so maybe with cameron um it was maybe something more let's just you know now we're talking about you know we talk about raging hormones and shit maybe with cameron it was just like you know more of a intimate thing like oh okay i can see myself with this dude you know for quite some time more personal as opposed to your boy red dagger where he looking over here like you know your boy Mansoor, you know <laughs> and it was just straight off the rip like I don't want to get physical with this dude. Let's that's, get it. That's, that's the international <laughs> fling. That's what that is. That's what it was, bro. Yeah. Bro, everybody that goes overseas or somewhere, they got to have a little fling, you know. What happens in Pakistan stays in Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think that's what it was. And it was meant to be like that. Maybe where Karim could have been more of a right, relationship, relationship, and this dude just like a fling. Did the, did the ending stick for you? Ah, I'm super conflicted. Wait, we talk about the reveal or like everything? Both. You know what? Okay. We want to talk about the reveal. We can talk about the reveal as well too. But like, since it uh-huh. is at the end, and even the end credit scene as well too. But let's just leave the end credit scene alone. Okay. Just so, the ending itself. Okay. Do you want to re- elaborate on the reveal? 
Uh, okay. Well, yeah, we, we get that heartfelt moment with Bruno, um, mm-hmm. you know, basically, you know, saying that, you know, he ran a couple of specs on Kamala's DNA and he found out that, you know, her, her DNA was completely different from her family's to the point that it had a mutant gen. Um, so the word mutant is now in the Marvel, Marvel encyclopedia for the MCU. Now we can say mutant in this world. So that was one big revelation right there. Whether she is a mutant or inhuman, hopefully like she is in the comic books, it's it's hard to say because we didn't touch too much on it. Even with Kamala being so nonchalant, like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know how to feel about that. She just took it as, uh, so it's going to be another label, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, the fact that she took it nonchalant, I mean, you know, that really didn't bother me because, you know, at the end of the day, there will always be labels. And she just kept it a buck, bro. This is going to be another shit. label. She yeah, she's a lot of shit. Yeah, she's battle tested. You know, she has her scars, man. Um, she's got some scars, dude. <laughs> Wait, but I feel like that's Scott Pilgrim. She right? did it. She got yeah. some battle scars, scars dude. dude. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, I feel like that's that was why she was so nonchalant about it. So let's just talk about the reveal. Yes, you are absolutely correct. In this finally 100-hour catalog of MCU, because it just finally hit 100 hours, we have the word mutant being flung around um now my thing is okay i from a comic book aspect and from the small screen you know we have mutants with when they're born with super special powers then we also have mutants that access these powers through the terrigen mist mm-hmm. you know so i mean it's an awoken potential through the mist. So the mutation is still there. I get it. I understand. But my biggest thing is you already changed up the powers. Let's not just go fully ham and just slap the mutant label on her, you know? But I mean, it's the multiverse. A lot of stuff is happening. Characters being introduced. Multiverse of Madness. We saw Xavier. Can you technically call her a mutant to a certain extent? Yes, maybe no. I just I just like my inhuman over mutant. I'm sorry. I'll be honest. Um yeah. so it, it's kind of for me personally it is kind of hard to digest because you know we changed up the powers but I get it. It had to be done to fit the marvels. Now you're slapping the the mutant label. What what are we doing here Kevin Feige? You feel me? Like so I still have to digest it. It's going to be weird because I, I, I can see your point on that side. Even if, let's say, she were to become, like, even like an original Inhuman, right? Like, you can take the carriage and mist away. Maybe she is somehow related to Medusa or Black Bolt or whatnot. I don't know. I don't think they would do that. But... <sighs> that that's the it's thing. I tough. don't think they would go down that route. Yeah, I don't think they would go down that route to so be related to the royal family. I think somewhat i don't want to say plot armor wait okay all right hold on let me see if i can just break it down too in a world in a world in a world world. i'm watching that tonight (laughs) where we are referencing mutations for the first time right Mm -hmm. think of it as this there has not been a reference of mutants in this version of the mcu 
not to the public and being a mutant is a very public thing especially in the marvel comics so that's where i'm just looking at mutation can mean many things yes to someone who doesn't know what he's looking at and just sees an oddity in the dna it's gonna look it's gonna look different it's gonna look alien in a way it's gonna look like Mm a like a mutant DNA particle or a stream or whatever. I mean, I'm not a scientist. Fuck off. Um, um, but maybe this can be something we can use later on. Maybe if we are bringing slowly mutants into the MCU again, there is a place for Kamala now where she feels comfortable with people that she can like hang out with, just like the comic books as well, too. You can get people like. Um, like a kitty pride or whatnot or someone mm-hmm. just to kind of be be a friend to kamala a squirrel girl or whatnot you know what i mean but yeah. we could a jubilee a jubilee oh. vampire jubilee yes um <laughs> but we can still run with that and be like, you know getting to a charles xavier and be like well you're not a mutant like so- I, I know mutants you're not one of us hmm you're look at that you're an outcast among <laughs> outcasts <laughs> well that's what the humans are basically <laughs> true up. true that is true which i don't un- bro like i mean i get the inhuman show was terrible for fox but let's just let's just oh, not for disney well, it was for, oh, disney. for, Dis- for disney disney okay, fucked yeah. that shit up yeah disney f that up yeah you're right um let's just not crap on inhumans you know because i guarantee you i was gonna tweet it i was guarantee you one epic black bolt scene people gonna be fucking crapping themselves and praising inhuman so calm down with all the inhuman hate yes i, they I got that, that already i got what? that already and and uh, you know spoiler alert for multiverse of badness when he blasted dr strange <laughs> yeah i'm sorry, Destroyed sorry. i loved it i was like you're right i'm sorry too black bolt <laughs> I love you, Black Bolt. I find you, Black Bolt. If you guys are new to the podcast, we reference way too many other movies. Yeah, we reference a lot of movies. Yeah, and that was Zohan. But um, no, yeah, one Black Bolt epic scene away, bro. I'm telling you, people are gonna be loving Inhumans. Um, so my question to you is, <laughs> my que- I was just gathering my thoughts because I totally forgot. My question to you is, okay. So we're going to slap the label of mutant on. Is this a safety blanket because of we're afraid to pull the trigger on Young Avengers or we may not see Young Avengers or we're just going to see how this goes down the line for a reception of Young Avengers? I feel like it's a safety blanket on Kamala Khan's power set that we see already. Okay. Because and I say this with the end credit scene. And I'm so. If you guys stuck around this long, you already know spoilers has happened. Mm-hmm. But you know, we get the bangle activating, and it basically trans, basically does a switcheroo, where yeah. we see Carol Danvers end up in Kamala Khan's room, and Kamala just disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there, like, it really bugs me out because now we go back to the idea of does the bangle give her power or not? Well, I'm not going to say the bangle gives her power. I'm just going to sit here and say that the bangle is a cosmic instrument. You know what I'm saying? There has yeah. to be 
it's some cosmic instrument that has some power that can cause teleportation, warping, switcheroos, things of that nature. So I because we already kind of established that she's different and she has the power from within, you know, from the beginning and the mutant. Um, so I'm just going to say that that is a key to something else, I feel, with what happened in the end credit. Well, I wouldn't say cosmic, but I'm going to go and say this. I know they're kind of similar, mm-hmm. but um, maybe maybe just interdimensional. Yeah. Because okay. th- this is the whole reason and want the bangle in the first place to get back to their dimension. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. What other character right now plays with multiple dimensions? And we're looking at like the quantum verse and stuff, things of that nature. America Chavez. Oh, looking at America. <laughs> well, that's another person as well, too, who goes to different dimensions as well, too. There's a lot of interdimensional traveling. Yeah. There um, is. In the MCU. Um, I'm not going to go too much spoilers into Thor, but there is some interdimensional play in there as well, too. So they are playing with the idea of different dimensions in the MCU right now. Maybe that's going to be the big key. Maybe maybe we're done with space. Maybe space is, was the, was not the final frontier. <laughs> I don't know, I was waiting for it. it was I not was the final frontier. Fuck you, Star Trek! <laughs> <laughs> It's not. Maybe this crossing different dimensions is the next step. And, you know, we have a lot more to play with that than we do with space. Even though I felt like we touched the sur- we didn't touch the surface of space yet, I felt like now we get into different territories. Like, like uh, Kang, we have, you know, the Quantumverse with Ant-Man and different things of that nature and different other dimensions with America Chavez as well, too. Now we get to have some fun with things like Secret Wars coming up as well, too, with random different characters being pulled out of different time zones or dimensions and being, you know, forced to fight each other or coexist in some kind of way as well, too. So I don't know. I think interdimensional travel is going to be very big. My whole fear is that I feel like it's going to be a little confusing for a lot of people. Yeah, because, I mean, we already got Miss Marvel, you know, Mani talking about, you know, 616 and stuff like mm-hmm. that, about the Earth. So it may be a little bit confusing for people and it may be a little confusing for the silver screen. So it has to be done right. I I, I can see what you're saying, you know, um, I just feel like let's just tone that down and not let's let's not go interdimensional gun ho crazy, you know. But well, we got Kang like, now, so we, we got yeah, to go, what, go the, crazy. Th- th- that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel since Loki, you know, everything just freaking went crazy, bro. Like, yeah. And now we got Kang. Now we got, you know, at the end of Loki, all these timelines are splitting and everything just occurring. So I'm just like, let's not go too crazy now with the multiverse and jumping and stuff. So Which, you make a great point. We have not seen the ramifications of that yet. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't, bro. Like, I've been waiting to see those. I don't know if they're going to start revealing them in season two, or season two has already begun filming, or as the phase four goes deeper, but I don't feel like there's no, you know, no end result to that. Or maybe we have, we just haven't noticed yet. Could be. You're right. Could be. You know, There's a lot of things at play right now in the Marvel Universe, whether you're looking at, you know, spoilers for Doctor Strange, you're looking at the, the Evil Strange Universe and not knowing what yeah. caused the conversion there. That could be another that could be another um, irre- irregularity that's happening with Kang's power now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of things are happening right now that we don't know and I'm okay with that but I think that scares a lot of fans is that they don't mean so they're already gonna poo-poo on things yeah and, and, and it sucks bro because what's coming could be fucking epic bro mm-hmm. and the list of characters that we have right now are freaking epic and I feel like they're unique and they're studs and studettes in their own way and yes. people are just crapping on them bro you know I how, how did Echo get received because I never checked that like how did Echo get received did we did people disrespect Echo I don't think so I don't even think that they cared about her I think so uh, I'm, I'm thinking that in my opinion that uh, Hawkeye was well received besides the Kingpin situation Okay. I think other than the Kingpin situation, <laughs> I think that everyone absolutely loves, completely loves Hawkeye from Kate Bishop to Hawkeye and Ronan to everything that was happening in that series and how low level it was to Yakuza to different mobsters and whatnot to the Russians and whatnot. I think this was, this was such a great, perfect season. Even Echo herself and just being... Uh, and all respect to this uh, no fuck that handy capable not even handy cap a handy capable actress playing that <laughs> role embodying that role and how yeah. badass of a person she was to now knowing that Matt Murdock Daredevil himself is going to be training her in the next series for Echo I think it was well received okay just wanted to make sure um thinking about it yeah I, I, I don't know bro cause you know why do I need a deaf character on screen with one leg you get what I'm saying why not? So. <laughs> Why, Why not? not? But yeah, I mean, what's coming, it's to be super excited for, but we'll see where they go. I, I, I want to see, you know, you know, Kang now, the Secret Wars and all that stuff. So I'm super fucking hyped, bro. Do you have a favorite episode from the six part miniseries? Do I have a favorite episode? Um, do, 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 do. I'm going to sit here and say... Ah, the last one, bro. Episode six. Yeah, like I mean, they were all good in their own way, but episode six was just a fucking thrill ride. Episode six, we got the costume reveal. We saw her come into herself, her full power, her her confidence, um, the little quirkiness. Like I said, like you said, running across mid mid sky, the battle scenes. Um, your boy, uh. Karim kind of losing it like I'm gonna go ham you know mm-hmm. I'm gonna go bad um, damage control going full blown heal just like blowing kids up and shit like that yeah um, what really did it for me too as well like I was like don't start tugging at my heartstrings the acceptance I fucking love that scene you know when I, when I sent you that message it was with a full blown smile on my face um, and just seeing and Bigum, that was freaking cool how she just came out, you know. Um, from it, like you said, also being a powerful episode, taking all that stuff, you know, from the Muslim race, people standing up for Muslims, sticking together when the cops turned their back on damage control, like, nah, chill, you know, we're here for them, you know. The shooting of a brown Muslim man, like you said, unarmed, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a very powerful scene, like you said. So, I would have, yeah, I would, I would have to say um, six, bro, six and probably one. Those are my favorite episodes. Yeah, man, you swindled me right there because <clears throat> I was gonna say the partition episode, 
episode five was very deep and very emotional mm-hmm. as well too but you know and even um from, from a personal standpoint i love seeing red the fourth episode where you see you know kamala train with the red dra- uh red daggers as well too. yes red dragon <laughs> yes bobby right. fish <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Lord Riley. laughs> chasing the red dragon <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, you got me choking up here. Um, just that episode, but yeah, you're right. That, that final episode just was a culmination of everything, just from the from the suit to the power sets to Bigum to you know Kareem, you know, going full on bad, trying to kill people, and Kamala trying to the duality of Kamala really trying to save someone from themselves. Yeah. Um, from 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 being that evil person for uh, potentially being his mother, um, mm-hmm. to to also try to protect a person that she you know has fallen for as well too. Um, just that duality of her really trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong, save him, but also save him from himself. Um, to the heartfelt acceptance from her family, to that last scene with her and and Yusuf on on the roof. Yes. Um, which that just tucked my heartstrings right there. Um, a little bit of everything from that episode was just mm-hmm. pitch perfect. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I really can't say anything bad about this season, but really bad about that episode whatsoever. Yeah, man. You know, c- the community coming together, mm-hmm. the the kookiness of the show as well. You know, came through in that episode because it was, it was a show that has a little bit of comedy where we saw, you know really you know jersey city having their own hero you know we hear new york you got spider-man we hear avengers talk we hear this you know jersey city as we like to say was riding the high because damn it that's their superhero miss marvel yep. kamala khan and they were all tweeting about it they were all TikToking about it you know so that was super cool man like they have their own stud now like they have their own hero so i thought that was great and we saw the kookiness of the whole series come through you know with the filters and stuff like that so it felt very it had highs lows the arc was good it had heartbreaking moments it had feel good every everything that the series did good it did it in this episode in my opinion all in Rank, ranking the disney plus shows right now where would you put miss marvel right now where would i put miss marvel i would put it in my top three okay um, yeah i would put it in my top three um you probably already know my order so but <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely would put it in the top three for me yeah where would you put it top three maybe top four okay. top four uh, um i gotta you know no i'll put top three i'll definitely put top three i was gonna put loki in there as well too but i felt like we were nah. we had to like really get into loki to appreciate everything yeah because it slapped us in the face that first two episodes. We were like, oh, nothing means anything anymore. But mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, it totally makes sense. So I'm like, okay. Um, I'll put it in my top three because I do put Hawkeye really, really high. I feel like as much as fans love the show, it, mm. it, it doesn't get the reception from the critics the way everything else does. And I'm not too sure. Maybe it's just Jeremy Renner's deadpan pan humor he's just very much like Probably. straight dude is like 
I just want to go home and eat some food with my wife. <laughs> well, my wife and my kids, bro. I just want to go home for Christmas. That's it, bro. I just want to. But it's perfect because him it and is. Kate just work yeah. so well. Yeah, bro. I agree. I, their chemistry. And, you know, since we're just talking about, you know, spitballing, that's, that's my number one. You know, yeah. you know that for sure. Number one is Hawkeye for me. And I would have to sit Kamala at number two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. So Hawkeye's I, my two and WandaVision is my one. You know what? WandaVision is my three. Like as much as I as I loved WandaVision and I still love WandaVision. It's and it's it tugs all my fucking heartstrings because I cried during that show, I'll admit it. Um from what I saw the doors that it opened and everything that came after, I'm like, okay this shit is epic and i just feel like you know maybe that was our fault for fishing we were feel, fishing yeah i feel like maybe the fishing kind of left a sour taste in my mouth we're like okay well you were playing with us we never got this we never but then again, it was it's an, our fault it says that fucked you over that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> you know so but yeah um but definitely top three kamala bro like top three all right. Well, any final thoughts on Kamala Khan that you want to try um, to get get out there in the ether? Yeah, super hyped, super excited, super proud. They, Kevin Feige, should be proud of himself for landing this character. For you know, I don't want to say being ballsy, but you know, for all the backlash that they got, I'll say that it's a ballsy attempt to bring that type of character on screen you know um super fucking ecstatic i'm happy to see her get her shine um hopefully more people will be more open-minded and give this show a chance give the character a chance how read the comics you know um because she's a staple she's not going nowhere we're doing a second run of the series right now miss marvel 2022 you know in the comic book world so she's here to stay people and let's just you know have an open mind and enjoy some fucking geekism and like you said you know 20 years ago we sat here and craved this stuff we didn't have this stuff you know we just have video games comics action figures and now that we're getting this let's just all enjoy it you know and just have fun you're completely right. And to, to hear what, you know, you were saying that, you know, Feige and Marvel are brave for putting this out there. You know, there's a quote that I really love that I and it resonates with me. Um, you don't need to change. The world needs to change its heart. And that's what it really is. It comes down to that right there. Like, no one's brave. No one should feel like they're brave enough to put this kind of content out there because this is real life. This is human yeah. life. People are out there, whether you're ethnicity whether your nationality your your religion your faith your sexual orientation that's out there in the earth it's it's out there we're living we're breathing nah. fuck it people just need to change their fucking role in this world and, and instead of being a fucking hater and there's not no woke movement this is life this is life bro yeah. one life this one zipa <laughs> one life one zipa <laughs> yeah bro that ass man that's what it is and that's the thing and i agree with you a thousand percent you know people don't have to change it's it's the world i mean you know this is life like you said it's out there in the ether these these are people who they are and let's just all live fucking happy man so that's my final stamp of, on miss marvel you know do you have anything you want to say about it any yeah, last I mean, caveats 
just as we said right there with the world and how it needs to change maybe it's just the bronx in us you know to bring it back to why we did this podcast maybe it is the bronx in us maybe it's the new york in us that we got to grow up in such a cultural diverse city and probably different different like we like we i always say like we always say it's like a song culture a little bit of everything inside yeah. of it and you know we grew up in a time when 9-11 happened and people wanted to burn down corner stores and yeah. we're like what the fuck are you trying to do those are our people right there those are the people selling those lucy's you ain't gonna touch them Yo, that bird, you know what that's, I mean? that's ock bro yeah like hey don't fuck <laughs> it up he making my deli sandwiches <laughs> my lucy bro what's straight great? up like you got a problem for no fucking reason yeah. i'm gonna defend that cat so i guess mm-hmm. you know it's just us living in the world where we got to grow up with just different races and opportunities from west indian to middle eastern to hispanic to every little bit of everything in in that community and i think as an adult now i am so fortunate to grow up in that community and looking at the world in the world's lens and seeing like so much racism and prejudice and xenophobia out there i'm like why for what fucking reason because people are different this show Mm -hmm. proves right now that different scares people and they need to fucking grow the fuck up this is not a horror movie this is real life right and it proves and it you're just proving everything that these characters go through and the subject matter that they hit you're just proving it correct Mm -hmm. you know that's all you're doing you're just holding the mirror to your face and just proving it correct speaking about west indies and stuff like that bro real quick we about to travel back you remember when them west indies neighbors used to have those parties for like three to four days bro oh, <laughs> carnival <laughs> carnival <laughs> bro fuck yes <laughs> they used to go like three to four days bro working like it's nobody's me. business <laughs> bro, street <I'm>, parties <laughs> straight up uh, i'm glad we grew up what we did brother like yeah, that man, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's the thing that boggles my mind anytime anybody talks about some kind of racism or prejudice or just hate from another culture. It's like, why? This is the beauty of sharing. This is why we're on this fucking earth. We're the only fucking species, animal out there that gets to trade and and experience different cultures and and, and mm-hmm. ideals and. The fact that you don't agree with it, cool. You don't have to agree with it. No one's telling you you need to shut your mouth because you don't agree with it. It's the fact that you hate. And this show shows that acceptance is key. Growth is key. Love is key. And there's nothing scary. People have this this fabrication in this world that love is bad. It's weak. No, love fucking... You know, mm-hmm. you know, the Beatles. All you need is love, bro. All you need is buzz. Bloods, you hear me? All <laughs> yes. All you need, all you need is, is a buzz. <laughs> Fuck yes. Bro, Beatles had it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Nick and Nora, the Beatles got it right. But um, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. You know, just a little bit more love, and let's just all come together and just enjoy some good comic book, man, and just have some fun and enjoy Kamala. It's a fucking comic book show, people. Grow the fuck <laughs> up already, bro. That's that's the thing, like. Why are y'all going so hard? Bro, it's like, it boggles my mind. It's it's a comic book. It's a comic book show. It's not real. Enjoy it, have fun. Let it take you places. Let it take you away from your realities, from your problems. Just fucking enjoy it. Don't make it a headache. It's not real, you know? Yeah. Shit like that, shit like that grinds my gear. Just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. Don't sit here and fucking bash people. Fucking yeah. have fun with it, bro. Lord of the Rings culture out there. Oh, we got black yeah. elves. How dare you? You know what you should be fucking be pissed off about? The fact that Schmeagel was fucking rolling around two goddamn movies with a loincloth on and you never got to see no Schmeagel dick. 
You never <laughs> got to see no Smeagol balls. <laughs> we got robbed. We got robbed. <laughs> We saw no Schmeagol taint. No Schmeagol chode. Okay. Y'all want to complain? That's what you should complain about. Bro, straight, straight Kendall under there, bro. That's what it was. He had nothing. No no Schmeagol gooch, bro. This is shit I complain about. If I see a King Kong movie, I want to see King Dong out there. I don't see it. I want it to be accurate. Dude. Dude. I'm done. But it's crazy the times we're living in, bro, because, you know, like, obviously, you know, Overwatch. Overwatch is another game that's been incorporating LGBT characters. One of their prominent heroes, Soldier 76, the most masculine character, all of a sudden they drop, you know, that he's gay. Oh, well, I'm not playing with Soldier 76 no more. But bro, it's fake. It's a game. Play the game. The new the new Junker Queen. What What's her sexuality? Does it fucking matter? It's a game. Like, are we really going this hard, bro? Bro, accept it. Like, this, this shit is out there, like you said, man. Those Crazy are the people times, that bro. have their own insecurities. That's what it really is. That's they what it is. Because they, they touch their booty hole in the shower one time. They're like, oh, I kind of liked Ooh. it. But no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do like the Shaq meme. <laughs> <laughs> then they never clean it again. I'm never going that deep again. I'm ne- <laughs> It's always gonna be shitty. It's Never clean that to you. They fucking rub the fucking bar so bad. Oh, like, oh, what was that? We slip, we slide. <laughs> Oops, done stung myself. The world needs to stop this shit already. Yeah, they do, bro. Facts. Anyway, man, this has been an awesome episode. Hopefully, you guys. Um, do follow us um this is our first episode out there so whatever it's on whether it's apple Podcasts or anchor which we are recording on right now or spotify those links will be up on the pages that we do have we have a page on twitter um what is the handle for twitter what is the handle for twitter i got you right now um the handle for twitter it is at bronx beyond Boom. So go ahead and check us out over there. Links will be put up on mm-hmm. there as well, too. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at um, Beyond the Bronx and, of course, on Facebook as well, too, on Beyond the Bronx as well, too. So please join the parade, join the fun, which is two dudes from New York City kicking it, doing barbershop talk, cracking up. And if you don't like our humor, then just like Big Red, fuck you. <laughs> don't make me pull out the Jack Off 9000. <laughs> Dear baby Jesus. <laughs> Yo, that's my shit, bro. My son's like, if you don't like big bread, then fuck you. But then we over here promoting this the Jack Hoff 9000. <laughs> Yo, man. Uh, but this has been a pleasure, bro. This has felt good. It feels good once again. Giving me fucking fun vibes, positive vibes, feel good vibes, bro. Really enjoy doing this with you, man. Yeah, same here, man. It's good for the mental health. It's good for the health in mm-hmm. general. And it's good just to hang out with your best bro and just jamming around, talking about things that we love. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. Enjoyed the, the rides following. And um, rock and roll, man. I don't really got a good send-off. We'll probably work on that as we go forward. Um, Yeah, we got we to gotta think about that. Yeah, we got to think about a little catchphrase, you know? So, yeah, till the next one. Pete, you know, in Bigum do signs like fucking Kamala. Oh, 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 oh. in Bigum deuces. <laughs> There you go. And big em deuces. <laughs> big em deuces. <laughs>
<laughs> Later, man. Later, brother. Later, everyone.